I'm Hugh. I'm Linda. Together we're Hinda. And this is Hindacast. Linda, have you calmed down? Oh, let's be clear about this, Hugh. You gave me a cup of coffee, not a stiff drink. So get me a stiff drink. We might be able to talk. It's too early. It's only 10 in the morning here. It's 9pm in Sydney, Hugh. I'm on Sydney time. Okay, okay. (laughs) That's what a commitment ceremony does to you, especially the one we've just witnessed. It it was incredible, wasn't it? It was. You know, I really did enjoy it. And yes, at times, I will admit, I was very irate. I mean, it's freaking out. I think the phrase is, a range of emotions. We went from being very angry to being very emotional. Uh, to being very bored sometimes as well. Yeah, the, look, yeah. the whole lot was there. Dive straight in. Let's dive straight in. Claire and Jesse. Claire and Jesse. Okay, what I will say about Claire and Jesse is I'm optimistic. Mm. Um, I think that Jesse did actually take on board what the experts say to him last said, said to him last week and what they recommended. And he did say, now you're seeing the authentic Jesse. Obvious that he really likes Claire. They're very comfortable in each other's company. You know, when, when when the experts asked Claire about it, she said that she really enjoys his company and the connection and she's open to explore that. They both acknowledge that they're physically attracted to each other, but they hadn't kissed. Are you surprised about that, Hugh? No, I'm not. I, I'm a lot more sceptical than you. You're believing it all. I, I'm not, to be honest. Yeah, I kind of am believing it all. I do think that they're being honest. Um, and I do think maybe this week we will see more of an intimate connection between the two of them. I, I just think they had to take baby steps. I'm not surprised that they haven't kissed, but I, I do think that they had to take baby steps after what happened in the previous couple of weeks. I was willing to believe it up until I heard they hadn't kissed. OK, and I just think a long period of time has gone and uh, gone by now and they've had no physicality, as uh, if you will, between them. Unlike, let's say, Sandy and Dan, who have kissed, and we all know what we think of them. So, yeah, but look at look at what ha- what's happened to Claire and Jesse. Look what they've gone through. They've gone through the scandal about her supposedly being unfaithful. They got went through the scandal on the honeymoon where he was given out about it. Like, I mean, they weren't living together for most of the time. They've literally only moved back in together. So they had a lot of healing to do. Granted, I, I grant you all of that, but I feel it's too late. Too little, too late. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, that's that's it. You that's know, it. look at look at Alyssa and and Duncan for God's sake. They've literally only consummated. They've been love's young dream for the whole entirety of the process. So yeah, they've had nothing to do with Allegedly, allegedly, they've been under the radar. Look, they both voted stay. We'll see what happens. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm just more sceptical than you. I have, I just have a funny feeling. No. Ah, <sighs> Bronte and Harrison. They came up early. Oh, they didn't fail to deliver. God almighty, where do we even start with these two? Ugh. The body language affected you from the moment... They were walking in, actually. From the moment they came into the commitment ceremony and she sat down beside him and she was literally all over him like a rash. She was only short of sitting on his lap. She had his arm. <laughs> she was clinging on to him. Like, I mean, she was just like a leech. And then he went to sit on the sofa and again, she was practically sitting on his lap and she was clinging on to his arm. And, you know, he was nonplussed. He just didn't care either way. He was just really focusing on himself and how he looked. And then when they sat on the sofa and he started to say, you know, that Bronte's behaviour was bad. But, you know, since she's apologised and she's made amends, that he's chosen to forgive her. You know, he's going to be the bigger person. He's going to forgive her. Yeah, I, I really thought what was really telling was the facial expressions of everybody else. They just can't stomach the pair of them. Did you see the facial expressions of the experts, specifically um, Alessandra? Oh, she was horrified. She was actually horrified. I don't know how she kept her anger in check. Yeah. I don't think she likes him. You could tell with John, though. 
when John started questioning Harrison about the the number and giving the number and when he said to him why act on it you could tell he, John was really annoyed as well well I'm kind of annoyed that John didn't hold him accountable I don't believe that Harrison was held accountable for anything that he did I don't think he was held account- accountable for his actions what he said about Bronte he wasn't held accountable for that he wasn't account- held accountable for um, what he did to Dan either like, there was literally nothing said about that 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 was a gigantic omission I, I couldn't believe that there was no questioning about the Dan thing we, we honestly thought that because they eventually came up next that it was going to go to that but he just let him off scot-free I don't think we've ever seen such a betrayal in Married at First Sight literally thrown under the bus you know, thrown to the wolves. He would have said nothing if it all remained about Dan. If Dan and Sandy's relationship broke up, he wouldn't give a hoot. And nobody has still acknowledged the fact that Harrison didn't say anything about himself at all in the original conversation. He was absolutely happy to let people believe that only Dan yeah. gave his phone number yeah. and not Harrison at all. Totally. So that wasn't even acknowledged. That wasn't brought up at all. And I, I, I think, you know, in fairness, it should have been brought up. It should have been tackled um, and he should have been held accountable for it. And then Harrison's excuse for giving the other girl his number. Oh, I, I wanted to humour her. <laughs> Absolutely. I didn't want to embarrass her. Yeah, it's just... It, none of it just rings true he's just and it, the big pauses every time John asked him a question the, those big pauses where he actually had to consider what he was going to say yeah Duh. he couldn't just say I mean eventually he said it was probably a breach of trust and John said it is a breach of trust isn't isn't it there's no maybe there's no probably you know there's no qualification there was such a long pause as you rightly say it was just uh, words fail me words fail me well look you don't really need to go any further nobody needs to go any further it didn't matter what Harrison was going to say on that couch. It didn't matter what the experts were going to say on that couch. Bronte is a strong, confident woman. Uh. So she's going to disregard everything anybody tells her anyway. And she's choosing to believe her man. Yet again, Dormat Bronte. Yeah. Look, it was the same thing. She was asked, does she trust Harrison? I think that was Melissa asked her, does she trust Harrison? And she said yes. And if there was a face ban moment, it was right then and there, wasn't it? It was just ridiculous. It was just, the whole thing was just ridiculous. I'm, I'm sorry. Any tiny, tiny, tinchy bit of respect I had for Bronte yeah. is absolutely gone now. And, you know, to paraphrase Claire, it makes me sick to my stomach. Ugh. Harrison is staying home, though. Oh, yeah, and it's going to make everything better. <laughs> so he can he can stay home and gaslight her even more. At that moment, when he said he sta- was staying home, the, the camera uh, went on to Dan's face. We finally got a reaction from Dan and we found out 100% what Dan thinks of Harrison. He has a very low opinion of Harrison. He, 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 His contempt for Harrison was on his face. Look, I think everybody in the experiment, and as you rightly said, judging by the reactions on all of their face, they none of them have any time for Harrison. Mm. Nobody has any time for Harrison. I, I don't, I suppose, like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that he's being kept in, in the show for literally entertainment value because that's what I'm getting out of this. I'm really trying to keep my emotions under control when it comes to those two idiots. Um, and I'm just trying to say, take a step back, Linda. It's entertainment. They're just in for the last. Yeah, we're kind of on the same page now because at this stage, as you say, two idiots. Bronte is making a fool of herself, absolute fool of herself just for fame and just for exposure. So from whatever happens from here on in, uh, they've made their bed. 
um, let them lie on it. That's exactly and it, yeah. If, if people want to make them celebrities out of this, uh, go right ahead. But I think they're they're an example for nobody. Yeah, I know. And I, I have no time for them. I've no, let me, we'll, we'll watch it. We'll discuss them. Yeah. We'll, but yeah, they're done. No, 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 no. Let's move on to some genuine people. I think Sandy and Je- Dan are genuine. They were up next. Dan said his integrity was under question. And Sandy, uh, she was asked by Alexandra what she thought of the whole thing and what she thought of the, the accusations uh, against Dan. And she said it, it just d- doesn't sit well with her. Given other people's number, was wasting your time. She wanted somebody with a good moral compass, somebody like Dan and their values align. And it was a really strong statement, I felt. She was really making a strong statement about how she felt about Dan and how she felt about the relationship. Go Sandy, yeah. little Pataka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have to say, it was great. It, it really was. I loved the words she used. I loved the strength, the feeling. She said she wasn't going to trust Harrison over her partner, who she does trust. And it was a real statement of trust. And Dan said about Sandy that she had a beautiful mind. What a lovely thing to say. Yeah, they seem to definitely admire each other and they've a lot of, they've got a good foundational, you know, to build a, a confident, secure relationship. Um, there seems to be a lot of respect on both parts. Um, but she really did. She really did stand up to Harrison. Um, she called him out. She was really the only one who in any way kept him accountable. Um, so, no, I commend her for that. I think she she handled herself very well. She got across what she wanted to say, but she wasn't um, malicious or mean. Or vindictive in any way. Uh, She was honest. A point that you'd think that Harrison would make some kind of an apology, some kind of an admission, some kind of, I don't know, just just show himself to be a decent human being in some way. And he didn't do it. What did he say? He brought up that Dan had taken out his phone. And I let you guys discuss that or something. Yeah, like, I mean, again, he was making another probably unfounded accusation. Like, I'm sure Dan did take out his phone at some time during the conversation, sometime during the... Uh, No, no, no. Look, he was doing anything he could to get out of it still and still wasn't being held accountable no yeah I no, know not it's, a bit it's of it just, it's and just the experts a... totally ignored it yeah it really was ignored it just wasn't right well but look I think I think that the future bodes well for Sandy and Dan I think every week that we see them they just kind of are getting stronger and stronger as a couple as a mature confident couple yeah but just as well and just as well that she, she understood it and she got the version from other people and all that because the experts weren't going to help them I agree I agree completely and I'm, and I'm also kind of slightly irked the way she took it um, at the dinner party the way she stormed off and didn't appear to come back it was a little bit it was a little bit too much and for me that's kind of ringing alarm bells help me here was that explained at all when they were on the couch no she just said you know that she had trust issues no they didn't really address it at all and she didn't give offer any explanations and it's the first time that I've ever seen anybody go off and apparently stay off and nobody goes after them or anything like that um, I just mm, I don't know maybe as I say I do think that they're a strong couple I do think they're moving on I'm really happy for them but there's slight alarm bells there um, ringing in terms of Sandy's trust issues and can she actually get over them because I I don't think that her what Dan did what he supposedly done what Harrison said warranted her storming off like that without even talking yeah, about it yeah yeah the next two couples were <laughs> I'd say between the two of them if they were three minutes on the couch that's as long well as long as we saw anyway Tani and Ollie were up first oh we should say that Sandy and Dan voted stay of course but Tani and Ollie uh their feelings getting stronger 
uh, the trajectory was upwards, Ollie said. Uh, anything to add to that? No, basically, you know, they have um, his, both of their expectations have been 100% exceeded. They seem happy as Larry and, and they said yeah. stay and got off the couch. Yeah. Very, very quick. <laughs> That's it. Adam and Janelle. Uh, Same goes. Yeah. My God. It was so quick. It was, it was unbelievable. The photo challenge was unique to them, it turns out. I'm not buying those two. I still think that they're both there. They both have a game plan. Mm. They've both discussed their game plan and they're going to stay in for as long as possible. They're going to put on a fake image every time the cameras are there. They probably don't talk at all when there's no cameras on them. Like Mm. I would say they don't don't do any conversation at all. But once the cameras are on them, it's showtime. Two of them are good actors. There's no doubt about that. I think the experts know that as well. And the experts are saying to themselves or the, the producers as well are saying to themselves at some point the mask is going to slip on those two and we just let it slide for the moment we're getting enough drama out of the big three or four maybe so maybe so or maybe they'll they'll maybe when the big three or four go or whatever the case may be mm. maybe they'll actually turn on Adam and Janelle and put them in situations where they're tested hey, I was going to say they'll test them yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. so look we'll see we'll see what happens yeah they voted to stay Melinda and Leighton they need to get curious, the expert said. They need to give each other space to uh, let their personalities develop. Yeah, I don't know about that. It's a I strange think, one. I think I think Melinda and Leighton basically went onto the couch and said, you know, things are okay, but we need help. Mm. I mean, there are some issues in a relationship, but we need help. And, and I think that was completely edited out. I think there was a much longer interview. Um, and basically all Alessandra said was, you know, you need to disconnect. Um, you both need to get curious and you need to give each other space to you know let your strong personalities come out maybe they are competing with each other maybe maybe they do have differences of opinion and, and neither of them are willing to compromise on it but I think on the whole they recognise that although we get on well we need to put work into this and, and, and they were asking the experts to help us you know tell us where we need to go because we actually want to do this properly I'm really really interested in Melinda and Leighton I think they're probably the most interesting couple in the whole show and they're just not getting really any kind of a light shone on them whatsoever. I think they're interesting. I think they possibly could be contentious because I do think that both of them have the courage of their convictions and they're both quite clever in some ways. Hmm. Um, I suppose being clever and having a bit of cop on, as I said in the last episode, uh, that toaster just... Uh. All right, he's a bit stupid with the toaster, Linda, but it's not the biggest crime in the world. Yeah, I know, but it's, maybe is that a kind of a sign of something underlying? You could be the cleverest person in the world and academically could be really, really clever and have loads the degrees and qualifications and everything and have a fantastic job but have no cop on put a knife into a toaster <laughs> you know, so I think that's a the problem there but look at and uh, you know I think Melinda has the potential she's really strong she's you know successful businesswoman and she's articulate in the whole business but again she can be a bit blonde as well yeah yeah. we've spent longer talking about them than they were on the couch that's true yeah because they were literally only on the couch for about 30 seconds weren't they uh, yeah. uh, look we'll, I, I'm interested to see what happens with, the, with these two I think the potential for drama between them is there and I look forward to seeing what happens going forward. Three couples, all light, all a few minutes, on, on if even, on the couch. That didn't last because Melissa and Josh were next oh, up. God almighty. Poor Josh. I actually, he's broken. He's a broken man, Hugh. It's a long time since I've seen somebody so upset, so glum, so grey-faced, as you rightly say, so broken. It, it, it was heartbreaking, wasn't it? It really was, yeah. And the disclosures that he made, that he 
made about, you know, the controlling behaviour from Melissa were quite scary as well. Am I entirely surprised? No. And I know you and I have very big differences of opinions on these two, but I just, my heart went out to Josh and really, I just would have loved to give him a hug myself in fairness. Yeah, we didn't know anything about the control issue. And I have to say, he was allowed to make the accusation. It was there, it was recorded, it was put into the show. But the experts made no reference to it whatsoever. No, I agree with you. Yeah, um, they didn't They didn't ask Melissa to account for her behaviour. But I think at that stage, they, they knew. Josh was so upset, they knew that the couple were leaving. So nothing they would have said would have brought them back together. That said, they could have given advice to the rest of the viewers who would potentially be in that situation. Yeah, lots of people would. Uh, Melissa didn't deny it. No, correct? she didn't. No, she didn't deny it. Actually, no. she said that she said some horrible, obnoxious things to to Josh. Even when she said that when they were intimate, that it was just sex, it was just a transaction, yeah. and it was quite awful. It was really awkward. Like that's just it's soul destroying. It's soul destroying. It's a horrible thing to say about somebody. You know, it just made it seem as if she was being forced into having sex. And I think I don't think that happened at all. I'm sorry, I'm not calling Melissa a liar. She feels how she feels. But it was a horrible thing to, to bring up at that time. Mm, they were drunk, apparently. At least he can have sex while drunk. Unlike Harrison. Doesn't seem like Harrison can. Yeah, that's mm. very true. That's very true. It just was so upsetting. I, I thought it was was poorly handled overall as I say the controlling behaviour was was the worrying thing for me yeah well the degrading and dehumanising language as well that you apparently used yeah. that's that's horrible that's the horrible thing to hear um, but I'm really glad though that jo- Josh did get a chance to speak his truth again I wish and I've said this every single week I wish that Josh had said it more in the relationship on camera to Melissa because he's well able to speak up for himself and he does off camera he just can't seem to do it with Melissa but she is a strong personality and she was talking over him so yeah he got support from the other lads which was nice to see and Duncan actually spoke up oh god yeah and he was quite articulate as well wasn't he, he was we got to see a little of Duncan yeah that's literally the most we've seen of Duncan's personality yeah for the, the entire programme so far <laughs> But just getting back to Josh, I mean, I know that we discovered that they were intimate and certainly he said, you know, we were intimate Friday and Saturday. Mm. Um, so and although she didn't enjoy it and it was what it was, we were led to believe or certainly I was led to believe throughout the week that there was no intimacy at all. And poor Melissa wasn't getting anything at all. She wasn't getting any touch. She wasn't, he wasn't tactile. She was getting absolutely nothing from him. And am I correct in saying that you felt that as well? Because we discussed this during the week, you, and we do have a difference of opinion on it. I think there was, there's a disconnect over when you use, when we're using the word, and I mean, not just you and me, but the show as well, and Melissa and, and Josh indeed, using the word intimacy, and does intimacy always mean sex? And now, as Alessandra rightly said, intimacy is, sex is just one part of intimacy. So we didn't always know what was lacking and I think that confusion over sex and intimacy was there right throughout proceedings it seems from what Melissa said that they had sex but no intimacy and that was her complaint yes um, but when he spoke about it during the week you felt that Melissa wasn't getting anything at all yeah absolutely nothing at all well that was that was what the edit sort of led us to believe or led me to believe anyway that he was being very cold he wasn't touching her he wasn't doing anything like, like you know the usual hand holding that she wanted all of that was missing and to be honest what she came up with on the couch reinforced that belief for me 
I was actually stunned what she came up with at the cage because as I say I felt I felt that she wasn't getting anything at all myself I mean I thought it was perfectly obvious the way she was going on about sex oh my god this should be the best week and I mean we're, we're not even having sex and this and the other but Melissa you are having sex it's never going to be enough sex apparently for Melissa mm. I mean you know if they had sex twice in one weekend mind that's good is there, is there just them. no pleasing Melissa is no there's it? no pleasing Melissa as I said unless he is jumping her bones every second of every day it's not enough for her yeah it's the only way she could justify herself yeah if there was no sex if there was loads of intimacy in the in the broader sense in terms of hand holding and touch and uh, an intimacy of the mind I think she'd complain that there was no sex and if the sex and no, none of the other intimacy then she still has a problem she can't seem to get the best out of Josh I think couldn't. it was very telling you know you're talking about people being tactile and you were saying that you didn't think that John was tact- or Josh was tactile throughout the week you were saying that because he's given Melissa nothing but you know he was crying he was broken he was absolutely distraught he was being honest and truthful he was really bearing his soul on the couch mm. and Melissa had a real problem you know she felt like she had to touch him and it was like a, a tap on the arm or it was just contrived it was awkward how anybody could sit beside somebody in that state that were, was crying and you know remember she had written stay so she was mm. willing to put something into it how you know how could I see you like that how could I see you broken like that you mm. and not feel really bad and take your hand and say I look into your eyes and say I am so unbelievably sorry about that about how I've made you feel you know I would want to give you a hug if I caught myself shaving you'd be like that <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. Oh, let's look. They went off in their separate directions, and Josh was allowed leave. Um, quite rightly, um, he got to support the lads again. It was lovely. That's just where it all ended, and it was all very sad. It was kind of doomed to failure from the honeymoon onwards, wasn't it? They just weren't communicating. It really all comes down to that. They just don't communicate. Well, I hope Melissa's happy now going back to her younger men who are going to have sex every second of every day and still have time to cuddle her and um, support her and protect (sighs) her and all of this. You know, if she was getting all of this outside, why was she in the experiment? Mm. You know, she acknowledged from day one, obviously what I had in the past didn't work for me and I want something different. She got something different and now she's looking for the hump and dump men who... the hump and dump boys oh look let her back to it yeah, and let that poor guy back to his kids yeah, and good luck to, to he's got some counselling and he's got some happiness with somebody else okay so Alyssa and Duncan okay did we find out anything more about Alyssa and Duncan? Not really. Look, no. it, it was the same old, same old. She was kind of, you know, covering her face with the card. She yeah. was acting all coy again. She didn't want to talk about anything. I think Duncan, in, in fairness to him, did make an attempt to talk about things. Dominance just, and delicacy. You can work that out for yourself, can you? You can work that out. Yeah, I wonder who was dominant and who was delicate. No. Because oh, we're not seeing the full side of Alyssa on that couch anyway. No, uh, look, I, I don't know. I think they're a waste of space, to be honest with you. Well, I don't think Duncan is a waste of space. I know that. I knew you were going to say that. That's it. So, Hugh, Lyndall and Cameron were up next. They were. And Cameron was questioned a bit over not being happy about Lyndall, what she saw and wanted to discuss it with the group at the dinner party. Yeah, I think it was very interesting the way the experts honed in on that immediately. Well, it was about the only issue that the two of them really had. Yeah, but they, I think they, they were more serious about that than some of the major issues that the other couples were having that were kind of glossed over. Mm. Look, they're just trying to find out 
like was there a compromise that they could have had and you know his tone when he spoke to her was was a problem but they, they seem to make up over it I think they, they seem to they moved on from it okay and, and certainly the way they presented themselves walking in and or well not walking in sitting on the couch and then coming to talking to each other and they were quite close and they'd obviously reached compromise they'd obviously gotten over it I yeah. don't think it was a major drama like mm. it's just one of those things that you're going to come across when you're living with somebody and you have a difference of opinion I don't think there was anything major in it Yeah, it's just something obviously that happened just a bit of frustration yeah. just a bit of frustration and that's the worst that's going to happen I've said before that I feel we're not getting to know the full camera and that there's maybe a little bit more of them that needs to come out I'll hold fire on that one with a few weeks to go yeah we'll look at maybe again maybe when some of the big three are gone they'll they'll give them some more camera time but I, I think they get on very well I, I actually do Caitlin and Shannon were last up and we kind of got an idea why some of the other couples were glossed over in the show because a lot of time needed to be spent on their woes. There was a huge distance on the couch from the moment they sat down. They were either end of the couch really, weren't they? The way he wasn't even looking at her. He was just completely, I don't know, he was put out, it seemed, by the fact that she was there. That's what I felt initially, that he didn't even want her there. Like he just, it was like she was completely insignificant he didn't even acknowledge her there was an element of me was saying he's checked out of this now he's absolutely checked out of this and he's doing this purely for his ex. In other words, that he would show his ex when he got out. Look, I told you, I told you, I, I, I finished with her and I didn't want to have to do it. Or, and that was completely obvious. And yeah, I absolutely totally checked out as well. And that was my opinion when he first down the dis- sat down, the disconnect, the distance, the fact that he wasn't acknowledging her. So you can imagine how shocked I was when yeah. he actually had written stay on the card. Yeah. Caitlin told the experts exactly what he'd said. Of course, they were horrified. And how it made her feel. Uh, why she asked for a separate room and you know John asked him why does why did he do it why did he make those statements to her like that what was his motivation and he really pressed him he, he wasn't taking no for an answer he really pressed him didn't he he did because when when um Shannon said then what does it matter like it doesn't matter now oh I know I know I know uh he said he was sorry he's done this but I think when he said sorry he's done this I felt he said he was mean in the experiment I don't think he was sorry for what he said to uh, Caitlin well I yeah just sorry that he's ever been on the show in the first place and I, I kind of thought I, I hear you and I thought that's what he meant as well but then you know when it, when I saw that he'd written stay on the card I was thinking no he actually did mean in some weird way he was sorry about what he'd done to Caitlin but didn't articulate it very well he didn't kind of he didn't tell her that um, she was absolutely humiliated but I'm so glad that she spoke up for herself and she said you know you don't deserve me because guess what he doesn't deserve you there was some shock in the room when Shannon said he was going to stay yeah yeah wow John just shook his head I know everybody just shook their head everybody was was amazed covering their faces and And, and I love what John said he said any chance you get you try to push her away and hurt her well actually John did ask why he why he had said those things did Mm. were you trying to hurt her yeah and Caitlin said or Shannon said yeah I just did it to hurt her he said he makes himself feel better by putting other people down I'm a monster like where do you even go from there? He needs serious intervention. He needs serious help. Yeah. And he's going to keep going on being a monster. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't even know where to go with that. I just, I'm so shocked that he wrote stay. Why? After saying all of those things that he doesn't find her attractive, that he didn't blow her away. The fact that he's still in contact with his ex, you know, just the other thing we have to address you. I only we discussed this in the last episode. Do we feel like they were intimate? Is that what happened? Do you think when when things changed midweek? 
week when they had their challenge and they did the eye gazing and he they had a date night and everything seemed to be going well and then the next morning he was just a completely different person. Do we think that's because they slept together and it didn't work out? Is it another Bronte and Harrison situation? I think what happened to me, look, this is obviously speculation, total speculation on our part, but if I was push comes to shove, what I think happened was he realised he could carry it through on the, with the date and he could fake the date as it were, but he couldn't fake it in bed. Probably, probably. And then he was blaming it all on her. Yeah. Because, you know, he didn't find her attractive and all of this kind of stuff. Yeah, that's probably. And, and I think that in fairness to Caitlin, she was too much of a lady to, to bring it up um, to talk about it. So look, at, I suppose we'll just have to wonder about that. But I'm so glad that he's gone. And even the way, you know, he put the car down and then took his ring off and then oh. stormed off. He's so immature. He's so childish. And again, still not willing or able to stand up for what he believes and have the courage of his convictions. It's what really bothers me. Yeah. And when Caitlin was speaking and she spoke very well about wanting to be someone, someone, if she could do it with someone else, she would. Mm, Might be for next series. There's one for next series. Well, I think she definitely deserves another go. Um, We'll see what happened. What to me, what was hilarious was Bronte nodding away. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. As if she, you know, she was horrified by what he said to her and she was horrified by the situation. And then she was agreeing with Caitlin standing up for herself and all this kind of stuff. Come on. Give me a break Bronte who do you think you're fooling give me a break it's a pity you didn't do that on the couch I have more respect for you the irony well at least in fairness to Caitlin Caitlin went out with her head held high oh she did she I'm did. not even listening to what Bronte has to say at the uh, moment like Bronte seriously you may as well be just reading quotes out of a book you don't actually believe them and you're certainly not putting them into practice and you're just setting yourself up for a fall John said good when she said she was leaving I don't think I've ever heard him say that yeah absolutely and he did say that she will find somebody and she she maintained her dignity and that she was worthy um, and, and fair play to John I think Caitlin really needed to hear that and we kind of got our just desserts uh, just like a movie uh, Shannon walked out alone and nobody went after him. that oh, was you, interesting you had a theory about that though you said if any of the men had walked out <laughs> the women would have killed him when they got back <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's true I was just sitting there thinking yeah that was me and you sitting there Hugh and after all he said and all he did and that poor girl and she was distraught and everything and and, you know, all the girls got up to coke her and you went out after that goddamn <laughs> idiot. I would have got a clatter. Oh, yeah, I would have been saying when I seriously would have called your yeah. moral compass into question. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what the hell am I saddling myself with here? Should we speak about what's the preview that we got? Just as we went to get up and make a coffee, the preview came for the week. Oh, ahead. was that when I asked for the stiff drink and you brought me a coffee and said, <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah. Two new couples coming. Looks promising. Girls look very good looking, I have to say. We'll see what happens there. But most importantly, we seem to be back to the famous Adam Clare thing. Do you know, just to, just to say there was a, a guest at the wedding. Now, in fairness, it could have been Janelle because I'm I'm wondering. Yeah, now, yeah they were no, all they invited to the, to the wedding. wedding. Because yeah. I remember seeing it, yeah. I was looking and I was going, oh my God, she's the actual image of Janelle. Linda, have you watched the show before? Oh, I know. the Yeah, I know. Sorry, Brian Freeze. Yeah, okay. Maybe I do need that stiff drink. <laughs> So lots to look forward to. The drama is not going to end anytime soon. No, hang on for a second. All right, go on. on. Are we not even going to address the rest of it? What, Claire and Jesse? Adam and Claire. Yeah. Well, I say Adam and Claire. Like, what? 
No. Well, dying to see it. Dying to see it. Absolutely. Though, can I just say, can I just say from the get go before we right. even see anything at all? My opinion is that Claire did something because she was in a bad place with Jesse. Jesse was really being mean to her. He was treating her really badly. He was being obnoxious at that time. She felt all alone. They just moved into the apartments and she felt that somebody else was giving her attention. And whatever happened between them, I genuinely think then that she regretted. Should she have been honest at the time? Yes, she should have been honest at the time. 100%. She shouldn't have hit it. I think it's funny that you're making excuses for her and you don't even know what she's done. And you're already saying you know why she's done it. Yeah, I know. When I'm just giving my first impressions, that's all you. And I look forward to you ripping me apart. Right. <laughs> telling me how wrong I am. I think that's a deal. And I think everybody should definitely listen to the next podcast. Okay, he's telling me it's a done deal. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Take care. Keep watching Maps, guys. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Before you go, just a quick request. Please like and subscribe to our podcast. And if you can, pop on a notification. That way you'll know when our podcast drops. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can email us on indicastreality at gmail.com. Indicastreality at gmail.com.